0: So, this is the Self-Development and with Tactics. Book. So, today we're going to talk about Zeno, uh, who is also a Stoic. Well, they say he's the founder of Stoicism, and I think that it is also the case, and then... <laughs> And yeah, yeah, today we're gonna go ahead with the, uh, you know, it basically kind of is a series of introductions to different Stoics. Um, What it is about, for example, Seno, or Sino, however you're pronouncing it, who is a very old one and uh, who seems to be the founder, and or if it is about just the big three, Epictetus, Seneca, and Marcus Aurelius. Um, Very interesting articles and very well, uh, you know, uh, well, very good articles. I think, I don't necessarily think that they are written that well, to really be honest. You know, it might just be the style that I just can't handle that well. Might also just be me, uh, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we're going to go ahead with this article because I still think what well, is it is written good or well or whatnot or even bad, um, I still think that it is very interesting and very cool to just know more about these people. So shout out to The Daily Stoics or dailystoic.com site. The link is going to be down in the description. So if you want to check it out, please check it out. Introduction. The great Galen, a prominent Greek physician in the Roman Empire, at one point suffered the loss of all his work and books. In a clear example of what he can call a virtuous stoic response, he wrote that, and this is a quote, the fact that after the loss of the totality of my pharmaceutical remedies, the totality of my books, as well as this." Uh, these recipes of reputable remedies as well as the various editions I wrote on them In addition to so many other works Each one of which exhibits that love of work that was mine my entire life The fact that I felt no pain shows first the novelty of my behavior and my greatness of soul Yeah, I know And there is a lot of story evolving this kind of Okay, I've lost everything but I'm still not just broken down and whatnot Which is indeed something that's very noble You know, I gotta have to say so as well Um, But still, you know, I can also understand those people that are just uh, crushed after that, but uh, you shouldn't be. If only we could exhibit the same behavior when facing such a dramatic loss, as his times were marked with perpetual wars and natural disasters, Galen, of course, is not only one of the Asians who has suffered such a loss. Seno, the founder of stoicism himself, experienced one, and in a surprising twist, is what put him on the path to philosophy. On a voyage between... Phoenica uh, and F- Pieris uh, well, I don't know some other ship. Uh, his ship sank along with his uh, with its cargo. Seno ended up in Athens, and while visiting, visiting a bookstore, he was introduced to the philosophy of Socrates and later an Athenian philosopher named Crates. These influences drastically changed the course of his life, leading him to develop the thinking and principles that we know uh, we now know as Stoicism. According to the ancient biographer Diogenes. Lertius, or whatnot, Zeno joked, Now that I've suffered shipwreck, I'm on, a good, but I'm on a good journey, or according to another account, you've done well, Fortune, driving me thus to philosophy, he reportedly said. Zeno began his teaching at the store uh, Puechil, which uh, was located at the ancient Agora of Athens. This is the famous porch that Stoicism was named after, that you probably remember briefly, mentioned in your high school or college philosophy class. No, didn't have that thing. But the name wasn't always that. In fact, initially his disciplines were called Sinoi- Sinonians. Uh, but only later they became to uh, they came to be known as Stoics. Of course, Stoicism has developed since he uh, since what since he sent first outlined the philosophy. But at the core of it, the message is the same. As he put it, happiness is a good flow of life. How is it to be achieved? peace of mind that comes from living is uh, living a life of virtue in accordance with reason and nature. After his death, the Athenians honored Senna with a bronze state statue and the following de- decree has been passed in a city, extolling a man that was a true example that we can look up to today. And this is a quote, whereas Senna of Sitium, son of Manasseh has for many years been devoted to philosophy in the city and has continued to be a man of worth in all other respects, exhorting to virtue and temperance those of the youth who come to him to be taught, directing them to what is best, affording to all in his own conduct, the pattern for imitation, in perfect consistency with his teaching, it has seemed good to the people, and may turn out well to bestow praise upon Senna of Sidium, the, the son of Manasseh and to crown him with a golden crown according to the law for his goodness and temperance and to build him a tomb in the ceramicus at the public cost. Which is insane. I mean, if you think about a public cost, like this this per se and this as such is, is something interesting. No Notable works and suggested readings. Unfortunately, none of Seno's writings survive and our best account on him comes from Dion, Diogenes Laretius, the biographer of Greek philosophers and his lives and opinions of eminent philosophers, which is the title of a book, lives and opinions of eminent philosophers. This is also the case with the other two prominent Stoic thinkers, who initially laid the groundwork for what we would be known as for what would be known as Stoicism. We do not have an entire preserved work from neither Cleanthes nor Chrysippus. We do know, however, that Seno wrote Republic, a work in direct opposition to Plato's book. Of the same name. In in it, he outlined his ideal society based on egalitarian principles, as Plutarch wrote of Republic, which has not survived. It quote unquote aims singly at this: that neither in cities nor in towns we should live under laws distinct one from another, but that we should look upon all people in general to be our fellow country country folk. And citizens observing one manner of living and one kind of order, like a flock feeding together with equal right in one common posture or pasture. And this just really sounds like democracy, you know, even though, yeah, I know there's different ways how you can handle democracy, kind of, (laughs) but don't get me wrong there, please. (sighs) Well, anyway, Senor quotes, better to trip with the feet than with the tongue. And this is kind of actually the case, I mean, what harm you can do with your tongue is extraordinary, it's like insane, it really is, so indeed, you know, if you fall down you might hurt yourself, Um, but I don't know, you're not going to destroy something for just unlimited time, of course, uh, you could just really put this into every perspective you could have and be like, well, you know, you could trip, you know, with your feet and then you just fall down a cliff and die, could be the case, you know. Uh, but yeah, more or less it is like just not that quote unquote usual or it is not that, you know it it's not necessarily something that we can expect or should expect to happen. So, yeah, I don't know how you think about it, but I just don't, of course, I know I, I believe that um dripping with your tongue uh, is more likely. We have two ears and one mouth, so we should listen more than we say, which is by the way, something that a lot of people have said, you know, if you lay violent hands on me, you'll have my body, but my mind will remain with stilpo. <coughs> oh sorry. Happiness is a good flow of life. And yes it indeed is. A bad feeling is a com uh, como- what? Commotion of the mind repugnant to reason and against nature. Senno. C- well being is realized by small steps, but it truly but it is truly no small thing. Senno. And yeah, this is quite it. But since we are on only eight minutes and we are going to go ahead with Cato. The Roman senator, mortal enemy of Julius Caesar. It's not that long either, so we should be fine. The question now is, is this the last article of the introduction, quote-unquote, series of all those people? No, it is not. It is actually uh, Cleanthus the other one they pointed out we do not really know much about since there's not something like a book left or whatnot and it is even shorter so it's it's well it is not anyway and uh, we're gonna go through it so who is client successor to seno and second hand of the stoic school introduction famous writers like tropo Uh, Trollope and Kafka were known to live dual lives, comfortable and dull jobs during the day and writing the rest of the time. Trollope was working at a post office and Kafka was at an insurance company working jobs that require little mental stimulation that allowed them to fully focus on their creative output the rest of the time. This was, of course, nothing new. An ancient example of a dual lifestyle was Clientis, the successor to Seno, who is known as the founder of Stoicism. Cleanthes, to uh, support his philosophical studies and his pursuit of wisdom, during the day would work as a water carrier. His nickname was the Well Water Collector, uh, or blah 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 in Greek, whatnot. At night, to which he fell under suspicion and was even summoned to court, he, how could a man spend his entire day studying philosophy? The court wondered. Providing his hard work and industry during the night, he was let go. Uh, he was let go. The court was no impressed that they even offered him money, but Zeno made him refuse it. But we need to step back. Who was this industrious philosopher? It's actually industrious. Clanthus, uh, or Cleanthus, however, of Essus, 330 BC to 230 BC, was originally a boxer who arrived in Athens, according to Diogenes Leartheus. Oleartius, however, Cleanthes arrived with only four drachmas in his pocket and began attending Crates the Cynic's lectures. And only later he started showing up at Senos. He later became his successor at the head of the Stoic school. A post he held for an impressive period of 32 years. And Cleanthes' pupil, Chrysippus, uh, later became one of the most important Stoic thinkers. Reading about Cleanthes, one finds a curious lesson relayed by Diogenes Oleartius. When someone inquired of him what lessons he ought to give his son, Cleanthes, in reply, quoted words from the Electra: "Silence, silence, light be the step." And as a Stoic, he also held that living according to nature is living virtuously. Cleanthes died at the age of 99 in Athens, and uh, the philosopher Simplicius, uh, what's the philosopher Simplicius writing in the sixth? century AD says that a stage of Cleanthus was still visible at Assos. Pretty impressive, I mean uh, just living up to 99 back in the days is just really something that's, that's insane, you know, good genetics, good uh, fucking genetics. Notable works and suggested readings. Similar to Zeno very little of Cleanthus' work has survived. He has written books on the philosophy of Heraclitus, Interpretations of Sano as well as works on poetry and myth, uh, the best source on Cleanthes that we have, just like with Sano, is Diogenes Lartius in his Lives of the Eminent Philosophers. The only surviving work is his famous hymn to Zeus, and below is a part found in Epictetus, Enchiridion, which is the manual if you translate it, or a manual or something. And it also also is called a manual to life or something similar. I don't remember that much, but yeah. Lead me on, O Zeus, and though destiny to that goal long ago to me assigned, I'll follow readily, but if my will prove weak, wretched as I am, I must follow still. Fate guides the willing, but drags the unwilling. I want to repeat it once again. Lead me on, O oh Zeus, and uh, though destiny, to that goal long ago to me assigned, I'll follow readily, but if my will prove weak, wretched as I am, I must follow still. Fate guides the willing but drags the unwilling. The fates guide Clintus quotes The fates uh, guide the person who accepts them and uh, accepts them and hinder the person who resists them. The Stoics are practical people who realize the power of the individual as well as those things beyond his or her personal control. In this quote, Cleanthes is making clear that a Stoic accepts the twists and turns that fate brings his or her way and alters life in accordance to them. This quote also points out that those who resist the pull of fate will feel hindered by the events that uh, that alter their life plans. As any Stoic will tell you, it is difficult to be happy when feeling at odds with what is occurring within your daily life. However, an individual who accepts the things that occur in life that are beyond his or her control can continue to live a happy life despite unplanned change. Indeed, practicing stoic will find ways to practice acceptance of the twists of fate and thereby inoculates themselves to the potential unhappiness fates that can present in their lives. Which is definitely the case i mean there's a lot of things that can go wrong and there's a lot of things that go wrong you know and you can view it in two ways you can either be quote unquote happy about it but it could also on the other hand be um you can be seeing it as something that's uh you know you can accept it and and you could definitely also be like well you know everything is shit. i hate my life and whatnot which is not very recommendable, since what is the point of that? You know, what is the benefit of that? Is this gonna make anything better if you do so? Which is probably not gonna do, so why would you? The willing are led by fate, the reluctant are dragged. This quote is in keeping with the sentiment espoused by Cleanthes in the previous quote, Cleanthes, like other Stoics, believe that the wise work in concert with reality and do not resist fate. Those uh, who do not freely accept the guidance of fate find themselves unhappily reactive to the changes fate brings into their lives, which I believe in. I do. And amor fati, love fate. And if you really think about it, like at first I wasn't really struck by it, you know, I wasn't really like, wow, it is such an amazing quote. Um, But if you think about it, Amor Fati is amazing and even very nice background. Um, It's actually been in my uh, Instagram story, but if there is some people that really want to have it, uh, I'm gonna just upload it somewhere and then you can download it. I just really like it. I like the little font there saying Amor Fati. Um, anyway, and also Marcus Aradius, who, who I don't know if it is just the right thing to do since since I don't know. But, you know, I like the bust. And so I thought, well, you know, let's combine these two. Anyway, I think that, you know, if you accept whatever is happening to you in your life, and then you're just going to be okay with it. You know, I could be like, well, um, my throat is still a little bit sore and it's still fucking me a bit. Um, I don't really have too much to do. But for example, I know that the next week is going to be pretty tough for me because I start working and, and stuff like that. So I should really, first of all, try to recover. And I should also really appreciate the time that I'm now having for just doing basically dumb shit, quite. you know, Even though I'm, of course, trying to also do something sensical, for example, just podcasting and whatnot, but love faith. This is what I'm doing right now, this is what it is right now, and I can make the best out of it, but I could also be just miserable and being like, well, my life is so bad, I would like to do something extraordinary every single second of my life. But yeah, you know, think about that, you know, accept your fucking situation, and it's going to make a lot of things pretty good. Ignorant men differ from beasts only in their figure. This quote is self-explanatory. Stoics hold the belief that it is the ability to think and reason that makes man superior to animals. Stoics hold that man, hold that man with his ability to reason, can lead a happy life by controlling negative emotions and also passions. But also women, you know, I do want to point out. This is only just uh, old shit, you know. Cleanthes beliefs. Is it actually Cleanthes? Cleanthes. I don't know, I actually don't know, and I'm very sorry for that, because I'm probably pronouncing it wrong all the fucking time, something that bothers me, personally, from time to time, but anyway, it's very big right now, very, very big, Um, so let's just have a look. Cleanthus beliefs. There are several beliefs that are attributed to Cleanthas. These include, and this is the first one, the soul is a material substance. Cleanthas supported this view with evidence of the mind and body connection. Cleanthas held that the soul is a material thing that abides in the body and supported this by arguing that poor physical health is, experiencing, is experienced when individuals are dealing with anxiety, depression and also stress. Likewise, he indicated that the soul is distressed when the individual is cut or experiences physical pain and also illness, which is uh, nothing new now. You know, nowadays we see this, you know. And it is something that, uh, funny as it is, I've been talking about before just really, really often being like, well, when you are just, you know, unhealthy, you know, when you're feeling ill, you're also not going to be in the best psychological shape, you know. You're going to be a little bit depressed. You're going to be not feeling that well. Anyway. The sun is divine. Cleanthus supported this view by uh, with the argument that the sun's ability to sustain life makes it divine. And the last one, living in accordance with nature. Cleanthus saw value in self-control, much as Seno did. However, Cleanthus added the concept of living in accordance with nature to Seno's stated goal of Stoicism. With Cleanthus' addition, the goal of Stoics became to live consistently with nature. Which might just mean, okay, you know, be, just... Faith, also thinking about faith, okay, this is the nature and this is what it is. And I could be refusing it, I could just be trying to go against it, but it's not probably going to make anything good to me. Exercises from clientes. Uh, Follow fate. Like the Stoics, we must all admit that certain principles of nature must be followed. Whether you understand the rules of physics or not, you are limited by them. The Stoics take this idea a step further by suggesting that one must accept all things beyond one's own personal power. To this end, the practitioner of Stoicism must follow where fate leads. For this exercise, contemplate an unwanted act of fate that you fear. You may choose to contemplate the loss, uh, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, or being informed that you have an illness. Be as clear with your thoughts as you can. Consider the impact that this negative turn of fate would have on your life. If you're contemplating the loss of your job, consider what this loss would mean for you today, tomorrow, a week, uh, without, after a week of. After a week without work, after a month without work, after a year without work, journal about how a simple turn of fate would impact your life. The second point, live in loss. If you truly want to engage in an exercise like Cleanthus, try living in loss. Choose something that you would find difficult to do without in your daily life, but that would not cause physical harm to you. Remove this thing or set off things from your life. Toward the end of Cleanthus' life, he developed an un- uh, an Ulka that required him to fast. Intermittent fasting is an easy way to practice living in loss. Like many Stoics, Cleists believed that pleasure and giving into human passion signified weakness. Through pra- uh, practicing living without, uh, living without a living in loss, you're building your ability to control your passions and build self-control. And journaling to your practice to gain better understanding of yourself and your responses to loss. And it is also making it way easier once you actually are in a position where you don't have those things that you once had. It's also going to make things a little bit easier. And the last one is understand your values and value your time. A simple life life is a clear value of the early Stoics, as we see from the example of Cleanthes. It is important to put time and work into the things one values and can control. Clearly, Cleanthes valued the study of philosophy. Indeed, he valued his studies to the extent that he molded the rest of his life in such a way as to support his highly valued pursuit. Remember, Cleanthes was willing to work evenings drawing water so that he could spend his days engaged in a study of philosophy. Stoics teach that happiness is not garnered from the accumulation of financial success or material gain but from becoming the best one can in the pursuit of knowledge. Contemplate the things you value. Do you spend your time doing the things that make you a better person? Do you spend your time supporting yourself in attaining knowledge and perfecting your mind? Do you spend your time doing the things that you have? Uh, natural talent for which makes sense you know which really does so you do see right now like living accordance to nature is way more than some you know woo bullshit kind of you know because I always I didn't really understand it before but now it kind' of just I don't know what it, it's it, uh it progresses in making sense make two lists uh, make a list of the things you value and make you wiser and more fulfilled as a person made it Made a second list. Honestly, impressing the things you spend your time doing. Compare your two lists. Consider whether you are honestly spending your time doing the things that you value. Journal on your understanding of your use of your time regarding the things you truly value. Consider how you might change your life to better allocate your time. Which everything makes sense, you know. Just it just truly makes sense, you know. If you know what you really value, if you know what's really important to you, why the fuck would you not spend? Would you not spend your time on that? Like, there's no reason in that, quite. So, um, so yeah, like, why? And I don't know why I'm tired. I'm sleeping, like, more than ever before. Um, maybe I just need more sleep. You know, I haven't been sleeping that much uh, the past, I think, two weeks, actually. And I've kind of been like, well, you know, it's, it's fine if I'm just not sleeping enough. And boom, um, you feel, like, a sore throat and stuff like that. But, yeah, anyway... I wish to myself self of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Three other questions that I'm gonna have you are why I are hear what I'm trying to change and what is bothering you the most. These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a fucking cool thing. Um, one last question that I'm gonna have you is what could you essentially say to another person, that is really going to change their life, you know, because I totally believe that we all can say something that is indeed going to change somebody's second, somebody's minute, somebody's week, somebody's month, or somebody's entire fucking year or even life, and um, you know, we all can spread nice words, and a lot of people don't do that, which is an unfortunate fact, unfortunate thing, and yeah, this is my try, or my well I actually might try to kinda of do something about that, I guess. So so yeah. I'm gonna see you the next time. Bye bye, and thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Hopefully gonna see you soon. Stay healthy, stay safe, and also hope that your family and your loved ones are staying healthy and or are healthy and safe and I'm gonna stay so as well. So yeah, I'm gonna see you the next time. Bye bye.